0: Pastor Lau. Tonight, I would like to continue to preach about the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Lord asked me to read this scripture and I will explain to you to understand and to have the foundation of why we come to church to hear the word. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 to 17. And I will explain to you before I preach about the Holy Spirit. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. Everyone, point to your heart. In the heart, point to your mouth. In your mouth. You need to believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth. That is the word of faith. This is not just a scientific word or just mumbling word from any human being, but it's the word of faith which we preach. So tonight I'd like to preach the word that is full of faith. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. You will be zozo. Save. salvation doesn't mean just to go to heaven. But it means everything. Protection, prosperity, healing, health, provision, protection. Salvation includes everything that we need in this life. And definitely eternal life as well. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scriptures say, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jude and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah say, Lord, who has believed our report. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. What i like to talk today is about the Holy Spirit. Any subject in the Bible is not just to decorate your brain, but it's about helping you to have faith. This is the way that God worked with us as Christians on earth here. He wants us to hear the Word of faith from the anointed preacher, the preacher who has the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And when the Word of God touched your ear, It will go into your heart, and you need to depend on the Holy Spirit to build faith in your heart regarding what you hear, no matter what kind of message or subject you hear. Tonight, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, so you need to have faith and understanding about the Holy Spirit. When that faith rises up, you speak out, then you believe it, you speak, and then you will begin to receive what God gives to you. God has good things for you, but in order to receive from him, you need to have faith. Faith is the hand to receive from God. And how can you have that faith to receive from God? You need to hear the word. That's why I thank God for MP3 technology and CD podcast and internet that we can hear the word of God again and again and again to build faith. This is how I live all these 30 years of being a Christian. I hear the message all the time. I build my faith and then receive by speaking and receiving and miracle happen to me. I need to feed my spirit with the word, build faith on the inside of me. Don't come to study the Bible, just to decorate your brain and say, I know a lot of the word, but there is no faith in it. We need to have faith in the word of God. Amen. So tonight, please listen to this, put into your heart and Have faith in what God wants to speak to you tonight. Amen? We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit tonight because this is revival service. Revival service is the service of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's not the ministry of man, but I will let the Holy Spirit touch you, work in your life, whatever you need in your life. Definitely, it's not only about me, but it's about you received by faith. If you don't come by faith, God cannot do anything for you. That is spiritual law. He can do only at the level you believe. He cannot force you to believe. You need to believe yourself. Amen. So don't blame me. You don't get anything. Don't blame God. You don't get anything. You need to have faith yourself. And you need to press in. And you need to be hungry. And ask God that God would do something in your life. And after you ask, you have faith. Then God will do something to you. And perform miracles for you. We need to understand about the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, most Christians ignore the Holy Spirit completely. Or they may want the Holy Spirit, but they have not been taught in the church enough. The church talk about the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. But the issue of the Holy Spirit is completely ignored. If you don't understand the Holy Spirit and you don't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you don't walk with the Spirit, you're going to miss a lot on earth here. Because God the Father is in heaven. God the Son Jesus at the right hand of the Father. But the person that works in your life today on earth here as the helper and comforter is the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know the person that is helping you every single day and his name is the Holy Spirit, you're going to miss a lot of blessing on earth here. You will totally ignore him all the time. When I talk to the patient, I always put my antenna up to listen to the Holy Spirit what I need to do for this person. When I look at the x-ray in my computer or CD or films in the box, I always listen to the Holy Spirit to show me what's going on, what kind of surgery, what I need to do. I always connect to the Holy Spirit all the time because I know that he's my helper and I'm limited as a human being. Therefore, we need to understand and know him. And the first thing I want to say is that the Holy Spirit is God. He is not just an energy. He is the creator. The Holy Spirit involved in creation. In Job chapter 33 verse 4, "The spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gave me life." The Holy Spirit created the heavens and the earth, and he created you and me. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, "Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God the Father was sitting on the throne in heaven while the creation was being made by God. God the Father spoke the word of faith. He spoke, let there be light. He spoke, let there be fish and animal. Who was making those things on earth here? Who was making all the things that happened on earth? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was hovering and working on this earth since the time of creation. He created the heaven by the spoken word of the Father. Psalm chapter 104, verse 30. When you send your spirit, they are created. And you renew the face of the earth. The Holy Spirit is God. It's a privilege to have God live on the inside of us and anoint us. And lead us each day. As Christians, we don't have to walk alone. We have God. Amen. His name is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Stay with us. They're well with us all the time. Everywhere we go. But the problem is, we always ignore Him. And never talk to Him. And we don't even know how to work with Him. We don't even know His personality. We don't know even how He operates. How He works. How He talks. We cannot even recognize His voice. That's why we get into trouble. We need to build and develop that relationship, that fellowship with the Holy Spirit every single day so that we will be close to him and can follow him and let him help us. The Holy Spirit is the important person for the life of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus came into this world. His birth was done by the Holy Spirit. Matthew 1.18, this is how the birth of Jesus Came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the test tube. Mary was conceived by in vitro? No. Through the Holy Spirit, Mary hasn't had relationship with Joseph. But she already got pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Jesus was born by the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 1, 34 to 35. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. The Holy Spirit was totally involved in the conception and the birth of the Son of the Living God. But the Holy Spirit did not stop at only the birth of Jesus. Throughout the life of Jesus, even before he was born, before his conception, to his resurrection, everything about Jesus' life is done, controlled, and led by the Spirit of God. Every single word that he said, every single step he moved, every city that he went was led and controlled by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is involved with the life of the Son of God, 100%, 1,000%. If Jesus, the Son of the living God, who came into the world as a human like you and me, that need to eat and drink and sleep, and he came into the world as a human to show us how to live on earth as a human being successfully, he is a model, he is our example. He needed the Holy Spirit. How much more? As a normal human being like you and me need the Holy Spirit. We need Him even more than Jesus because Jesus was the Son of the Living God. He was involved in every single move of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 11 verses 1 to 2 is a prophecy about the Lord Jesus Christ. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From His roots, a branch will bear fruit. A branch means Jesus. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ has the anointing of the Holy Spirit without limit. The Bible used the word without measure. It's too much to measure. The Lord Jesus has so much anointing upon him. And the spirit of God worked in his life upon his life. To give him wisdom, understanding, knowledge, power, counseling, and also the fear of the Lord. I like to walk like Jesus like that. I would like to have a lot of the Holy Spirit in me. That I can have a lot of understanding and knowledge and power. And the more the Holy Spirit, the more the fear of God I have, then I don't want to sin anymore. I will hate sin and love righteousness. Every single move, every single word that Jesus said come from the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus as a human on earth here received the message from the Father. The Father dictated everything in his life. And the Father communicates his will to the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring the message from the Father and tell Jesus what to say, what to do. Everything that Jesus did was the will of the Father. Look at John chapter 14, verse 31. Listen carefully. But the world must learn that I love the Father and that I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Jesus said everything he did was exactly what the Father wanted. How did Jesus receive that message from heaven? Through the Holy Spirit. He hooked up to the Holy Spirit all the time, 24-7 sixty-five days a year. All the time, he listened to the Holy Spirit. He depended on the Holy Spirit. Even he can live a righteous life, a pure life by the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit never destroyed the church. You come to church like this and you see people get touched, they cry, they laugh, they fall down. In your human intellectual thinking, wow, this is a mess that the Holy Spirit touched people. But actually, It's good that the Holy Spirit fills people up because it will make the members become less and less sinful and have more and more power to overcome temptation in their life. Because the Holy Spirit makes you live a holy life. Amen. Hallelujah. Before you become a beautiful person, you may have to go through plastic surgery. During the plastic surgery, you can be a mess on that day. Your face will be swollen. Your hair out, your makeup is gone, and the doctor will put tube in your mouth and then put you to sleep and cut on you and so, and you look like a mess after surgery for a few weeks. But after the wound healed up, the tummy becomes smaller, <laughs> liposuction or something, or maybe stretch your face, you look more beautiful. Before you become more beautiful, there is some kind of surgery. From the Holy Spirit. The mess that happened in the church, it looked like a mess to you, but it's not a mess for God. He is performing surgery to help you to become more holy and pure. The Bible says clearly that the reason Jesus can walk in holiness because of the power of the Holy Spirit. In Hebrew chapter 9 verse 14. I want to quote all the Bible so that you know that this is not my own thought. This is not my own idea. This is not Pastor Lau's own theology, but it's from the Bible. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offer himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God. The Bible says, through the eternal spirit, Jesus offers himself unblemished to God. By the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus could live an unblemished life, a holy life. He can overcome temptation. He can speak the word that is so pure from God. He did not sin. He did not yield to the temptation because he has so fullness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of him. Do you want to live that way? I want to live that way. I want to live a life that is unblemished. People will see Jesus in me and they want to be saved. And I cannot do it by myself. I need the power of the Holy Spirit to help me. And not only that the Holy Spirit gave him birth, the Holy Spirit helped him to live a holy life, but the Holy Spirit also is the one who raised him from the dead. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead, mean the Holy Spirit, will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who lives in you. Wow, I love this scripture. The Holy Spirit is so powerful that He raised the body of Jesus as has been dead for three days into life again. If He could do that, He will be able to give life to our mortal body. This scripture means two things. Number one, the Holy Spirit will be the one who give us the resurrected life. One day, we all gonna be resurrected. Our spirit go to heaven and God gonna resurrect our body and joy together with our spirit. So in the end time, we're gonna have the resurrection of the just or of the righteous. The Holy Spirit will give life to our mortal body. But not only that, the Holy Spirit now give life to our mortal body. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit all the time, you will be less sick. You will be younger than age. You will live a long life. He will give life to your brain. You will not have memory loss. You will not have physical illness all the time. The life of God is in you. The Holy Spirit gives life to this mortal body. So you will be healthier and stronger and more look different from other people who don't have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit gives life to your mortal body. After I say all these things, I hope that you We'll be seeking the Holy Spirit more. Amen? That's why I allow the Holy Spirit to move in the church because I know all this truth. And I want the members of the church to have the life of God on the inside of them. Not the death. Not sickness. Not disease. I want the life of God to touch you. That comes from the Holy Spirit. And after he got resurrected, the Holy Spirit did not finish yet. After he got resurrected, what happened? Acts chapter 1 verse 2 Until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit. To the apostle he had chosen. After he came back to life. He still taught and spoke to the apostle. He still explained the scripture to them. And the Bible said that he did not do it out of the Bible school diploma. He did not do it out of his own intellectual ability. Or not because he's so smart. But he did through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was involved with Jesus at birth. While he was walking, performing miracles. And helped him to live a holy life. Resurrected him from the dead. And after he came back to life, he still spoke through the Holy Spirit. is it amazing? And he did not stop there. He commanded. This is a command to every believer. Whether you hear the command or not. Some of you may never heard this command because... You never heard this teaching before. He commanded in Luke chapter 24, verse 49. The Lord Jesus Christ saw the importance of the infilling of the Holy Spirit so much that he had to command all of us, the Christians of every generation. He said, I am going to send you what my father has promised. The promise is in Joel chapter 2, verse 28. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. He said that you must be filled with power. And look at Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 5. What does it mean? Clothed with power from on high. Don't leave the city of Jerusalem. Don't leave this church until you are clothed with power from on high. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he meant Jesus, he gave them his, this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift, which means the Holy Spirit. My father promised, which you have heard me speak about. That was in Luke chapter 24, verse 49. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized or immersed or filled with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said, this is a command. You must be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the early church disciple. 120 of them obeyed the command of Jesus. They were waiting in the upper room, and the Holy Spirit fell. They were speaking in tongues. They were drunk in the Holy Spirit. They were laughing and drunk and filled with the fire of God, and they obeyed. And then revival broke out in Jerusalem. 3,000 people got saved. The church grew. Revival happened in that generation because the disciple obeyed the command of Jesus Christ that was to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. The church today in the 21st century must obey the same command of the Lord Jesus Christ. We must be filled with the Holy Spirit. If tonight God touched you and you've never been speaking in tongue before or you've never been drunk before, why don't you ask God to fill you up? And if you feel the urge, just speak. I'll open your mouth and speak. He's going to give you the language that you never speak before. Or God will touch you and you may feel like drunk, you may laugh, you may cry, you may lose strength That's okay That's happened in the Bible And this has been happening throughout 2,000 years of the church history This is nothing new that happened in this house Happened to Jonathan Edward. Happened to a lot of evangelists All this century And happened even in the hospital That I mentioned about in another country That the Holy Spirit came down on that man And he spoke in tongue And laughed in the Holy Ghost And it's wonderful To be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Father are all have the same glory and the same holiness. They are one, but they are not the same person. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So, as Christian, we need to learn how to relate to all of them: to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As Christian, we need to learn. We need to be trained in the church how to relate to the Father and how to relate to the Son, and how to relate to the Holy Spirit. God the Father is the giver. He is the source of everything. And He is the one who will give good gifts to you. But God the Son is the channel. Through Him, He brings the gift to you. And not only that, He will bring the gift to you through Him. He also paid the price for those gifts. Before I became a Christian, I was a sinner. And I did not have any right to receive any good thing from God because I was a sinner. My relationship with God was broken. But Jesus shed his blood and paid the price for me to be able to approach the throne of grace. And what I need to do is to ask the Father. I do not ask the Lord Jesus Christ. People who don't understand this principle, pray to Jesus. Jesus, give me this. Jesus, give me that. No. You pray to the Father. You ask the source, the Father, who is... The giver of the good gifts from heaven. In the name of Jesus. I mean he is the channel. He is the one who buys the gift for you. But who is the person that makes the gift. And the things happen on earth here. The Holy Spirit. So you ask the Father by faith. In the name of Jesus. Through Jesus. And you have faith that Jesus will give that to you from the Father. And at the same time you have faith that Holy Spirit can make it happen. For example. When I pray for healing on my own body, I speak, Father, by the strife of Jesus Christ, I'm healed and I have faith, I believe. I know that that comes through Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Then I know the Holy Spirit inside of me will make it happen, that the healing comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. The Father still sitting in heaven. He spoke, healed. Jesus, bring the gift to me, healing. Then the Holy Spirit, heal me. You can see how the kingdom of God works, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's the reason why Jesus wanted all of us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. John chapter 7, John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. On the last day of that great feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Everyone said, Thirst. God will give you only if you are thirsty. If you just sit there, so what? Quesela, selá, whatever will be, will be. I don't care what happened to me. If I have enough, I'm okay. If you sit like that, I don't need God. I've graduated PhD. I have a lot of money. I have nice house. I have nice car. I'm a smart guy. I work for Microsoft. I work for Boeing. I'm a smart guy. I don't need this stuff. Walk out. You will not get nothing. But you come to him and say, God, I'm not perfect. I need help. I need you. I'm thirsty for the things of God. Lord, give to me. I need everything that you want me to have. And God knows that in order to have everything that you need, there must be an agent, not men in black. But this is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person, the agent from heaven who will bring everything that you need to you. Again, God the Father, you ask him. God the Father give you through Jesus. And who make it happen? The Holy Spirit. So that's why Jesus said, come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart or inner being will flow rivers of living water. I read from New King James. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him Would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Wow, this scripture is profound. Number one, the Holy Spirit is so important that Jesus said, Hey, come and drink, come and ask. You must be thirsty, you must be desperate, you must realize that you are not perfect, you need me, you need help. Don't be arrogant. Don't be prideful. Don't think that you can manage your own life. You're so smart. You're so good. No, no, no. You need to know you need me. Come and drink. Number two, you need to ask. You need to be thirsty. You need to ask. Number three, he compared the Holy Spirit to rivers or rivers. Rivers with S. Streams in NIVC say streams of living water with S. It means that the Holy Spirit is compared to water there is different amount of water in people's life. Some of us may be just a drop. And some of us may be five drops. Some of us may be one little bottle like this. Some of us may be a big bottle. Some of us may have the Holy Spirit big bucket. For me, I want ocean level. I don't want a big bucket. I want ocean level. Amen. So you need to keep being filled, being filled, being filled more and more until you have Ocean level of the Holy Spirit and the more you have is better for you because the Holy Spirit give life to your mortal body And not only that the more you have it will overflow out of you to touch other people's life I see this all the time with my wife She has the Holy Spirit when she gives counseling or she say only one word the Holy Spirit go along with that word She say the person gets set free at that spot not that she say Allah try to give counseling or the human word, try to convince and manipulate people. Just to say one word, boom, that person gets set free. Because the reverse of God on the inside of her flow out to her mouth, to her word, and poof, set the captive free. The work much easier by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not only that, the fourth thing we learn from this scripture, reverse of God on the inside of us must flow out to touch other people. We touch each other. Tonight, when I start to lay hand. The river inside me gonna flow out to touch you, and when it touch you, some of you may laugh, and some of you start to open the well of the joy of salvation. The Holy Spirit inside you gonna flow out and touch the next person. Tonight gonna be a lot of spilling everywhere, spill out, and the whole room gonna be filled with the rivers of God. And you just get it, you just receive, and at the same time go out, get in, go out, get in. It's gonna spill the whole room with the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's how we see the Holy Spirit. He moves. He touches people out of you, in you, inside you. Just keep touching you and feeling more and more. Amen? Amen. But you need to be thirsty. I'd rather have a 100-member church that everyone is so hungry for God and get excited about God than to have a 1,000-member church that everyone sit. (laughs) The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah, Jesus when you're going to finish preaching? I have a football game to go. <laughs> Holy Spirit, yeah, walk away. I'd rather have 100 people who is hungry for the Holy Spirit. Do you know why? In the long run, the 100 people are going to check the world. Not the 1,000 people who sit there and, "la, Selah, whatever will be, will be. I don't care about God. Just come to church for ritual, for tradition. Or they may feel bad that you don't come to church. So they just show up in the church on Sunday. One hour, poof, Disappear out of the door. These people will never check the world for God. I'd rather have people who fill and check the nation, check the village, check the school for God. You don't need a lot. You need the person that fill with the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> How many people want to be world shakers? Amen. I want to be world shakers. He wants to give us the Holy Spirit. We need to be thirsty. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21-22. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. Everyone say anointing. anointing. Set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. God wants to anoint us. The anointing comes from the Holy Spirit. And He wants us to be hungry for the anointing. The anointing means rubbing on you with oil. Oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. So the anointing, the oil of the Spirit rub on you. And He wants you to have thicker and thicker anointing. The more anointing you have, the more fruitful you will be. The more effective in the kingdom you shall be. That's why Jesus has the anointing without measure, without limit. And you need to have more anointing. Amen in order to get the job done for God. So when you come to God, you say, Lord, work in me. I am desperate. Help me, Holy Spirit. And not only that, anoint me, Lord. Fill me, overflow, rub on me, that I will have anointing to preach the gospel, to lay hand on the sick, and the sick shall recover, to cast out demons, to speak the word of God, to preach, to do different things. We need the anointing to do the work of God. Amen? 1 Corinthians 12, 5 to 7 say, There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So when God anoints you, and you are like a glove, and he is the hand, he will manifest through you. The hand move, the glove move. He manifests through you. You are his vessel. He's going to move through you in a different way. The manifestation of God in each person here is going to be totally different. Don't expect to have a copy cut cookie in the church that everyone had to do the same way, speak the same way, do the same thing. we all going to be different because the Bible said that the Spirit gives us different kinds of work and different kinds of working and different manifestation of the Spirit. God will move through you, anoint you to do different things. Some of you may be good in pastoring. Some of you may be good in administration. Some of you may be good in decoration. Some of you may be good in organization. I'm not good in organization. I'm more on the preaching and teaching. Some of you may be good in encouragement. Some of you may be good in eating. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Who is anointed to eat? Raise your hand up. That is not in the Bible. You are all good in the different ways because the Holy Spirit is going to work through you and it's so beautiful that we all are different. Amen? It's wonderful to be different. So as the New Hope International Church, we allow people to rise up and to let the Holy Spirit manifest through you in a different way. We don't expect you to do the same thing. A couple of days ago, I called one person in the church. I say, I want to see more pastors in this church because we have so many new people come in. And we want to see more pastors to look after people. I say in the phone that, but I don't want to force people to be pastors. I want to make sure that they really have the manifestation of the spirit of pastor inside them. Because if you force them to do it, they will not do well. You need to let people rise up according to the manifestation of the spirit on the inside of them. And we just detect and let them rise up accordingly. According to the gift they have. And it's wonderful. It's beautiful. Everyone is happy in the church because they will flow according to the manifestation of the Spirit on the inside of them. Amen? It's wonderful. Let me make a conclusion tonight. Number one, the Holy Spirit is God. He's involved in Jesus' birth. He's involved in Jesus' ministry. He's totally involved in Jesus' holy life, unblemished life. He's totally involved in His resurrection. And even after resurrection, he also talked to his mouth Through the Holy Spirit Not only that Jesus commanded the disciple To be filled with the Holy Spirit If you are not filled with the Holy Spirit I want to say to you You are sinning against God Because you don't follow the command of Jesus Christ Every Christian should seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit My, um, I was filled with the Holy Spirit in 1983 Pastor da, a few years later People lay hands on her a few times Nothing happened but she was seeking, seeking, seeking. One day she was driving, I think in Fremont area, as I recall. In the Jetta, Volkswagen. And she just crying out to God, God, many people lay hand on me. And i would never, never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Suddenly the Holy Spirit came upon her in the car in Fremont, in Seattle. And she spoke in tongue in the car. She kept seeking and she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And not only that, the Holy Spirit is the one who makes things happen in your life. You ask the Father. Through Jesus, he bought those gifts for you. But the person who helped you and make things happen in your life, now in this land, the land of the living, in this life is the Holy Spirit. And you need to know him. You need to fellowship with him. You need to be close to him. You need to work with him, submit to him, feel by him, baptize by him, let him anoint you and work to you, manifest himself to you. You'll be so fulfilled. I always tell my patient, my patient asked me, you are a pastor too. How can you do this? How can you do pastoring and neurosurgeon? I told my patient all the time that, you know, being a pastor is not a job. It's not a burden. It's a fun thing to do. You know why it's a fun thing to do? Because I don't have to force myself. I don't have to try to do it. It's not about trying to do it. But the Holy Spirit inside me flow. It just happened naturally, but supernaturally. The Holy Spirit just naturally, supernaturally flow to me. I just flow with Him. I don't need to force myself to be a pastor. I don't need to force myself to preach. It just flows. Holy Spirit just work in me. It's fun. It's joyful. It's good. Let the Holy Spirit flow to you. Holy Spirit work in you. And you will never be the same. Amen. How many people want that? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want to encourage you. We all come to the Holy Spirit at different level, at different pace. We have different backgrounds. i give you an example. I came from Buddhism, and before I became a Christian, I was involved a lot in what we call animism or the spirit world. I know how to work with evil spirit before I became a Christian. So I saw evil spirits when I was young. I saw them manifest and they perform miracles in front of me when I was a young boy. In Thailand, we have a lot of evil spirits. So to me, it's so easy to hook up to the Holy Spirit right away because I came from that background of being involved in the spiritual world. But some of you may grow up in the church, maybe Catholic church, maybe Baptist church, since you were young. In those years of your life, of you think you are a Christian, you never seen the move of the Holy Spirit. So to you to hear this kind of thing and to see all this thing is like chalk to you like, whoa, this is real. I mean I, I I can't believe this. I grew up in the church for fifty years, thirty years, and I never seen the Holy Spirit. Now you start to get being doubtful and and start to have question and it's harder for you to hook up to the Holy Spirit because you have a lot of baggages behind you in the area of resisting the Holy Spirit. And some of us may be very intellectual because you are so intellectual you always analyze what's going on here and if you keep analyzing you don't get him because you don't ask you just keep looking you don't open your heart when you go to a very good restaurant and you order thai iced tea you order thai iced tea and then you also order burrito what restaurant is that thai iced tea and burrito okay <laughs> I just want to make you awake. (laughs) How many people look at the Thai iced tea cup and, okay, let me analyze what is in there. Let's let's go to the lab and put it out and look in the microscope and try to figure out what is in the Thai iced iced tea. How many of you open the burrito and look inside what is inside before you eat? Before you open (laughs) (laughs) it. By the time you finish analyzing Everyone has gone out from the restaurant And you haven't eaten yet And all of your friends already get up from the chair And bye bye go home Gracias gracias I'm going home now (laughs) And you haven't eaten yet That's what happened To a lot of intellectual people who come to church They just analyze The Holy Spirit by the time they finish Analyzing and they cannot even analyze Anyway because it's beyond Human analysis it's the Holy Spirit It's not scientific thing Everyone is gone you get up and you say, I don't get nothing. Because you are not receiving. You are analyzing. You don't analyze. You just receive. You just plug in. You just put your finger in and plug in and receive from God by faith. Amen. And definitely, because God talked about rivers and water. There are different levels of water. Some of you may be still little, one drop. God may give you a little bit more today and a little bit more next week. We come into the Holy Spirit at a different level. For me, I can sit at home at my dining table and I can stir up the Holy Spirit myself and I start to get drunk without any song, any preacher, any ceremony. I just start to stir up the Holy Spirit and I can start to get drunk myself because I have been in this for 15 years. But some of you may be new. You may have to plug in and learn the baby step. And next Sunday, another step. Next Sunday, another step that you need to keep coming back, plucking in, learning, and learning little by little, growing in the area of the Holy Spirit. If you come to this kind of meeting once a year, I'm sorry. You're going to go up and go down, and go up and go down. You'll never go up and up and up because... You never plug in again and again and again, get more and more. This is the thing that you need to be hungry for the rest of your life. Keep drinking, keep learning, keep hearing the word of God, keep building faith, keep receiving again and again, plugging in again and again. You see my point here? Amen. How many people who have come to this church for many months, you've noticed that you become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit than before? Amen. How many people who came the first time, you kind of struggle the first time, and now you're so easy to plug in. It takes time to practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people are hungry tonight? How many people say, I am desperate to change? I need God. I need Him to touch me, change me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.